you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. I am Oliver Banks, your host and your guide to successfully delivering your retail transformation. Thank you for tuning in to episode 131, number 131. As you know, transformation is such a huge topic right now, but it can be a dangerous one because it's hard, it's complicated, it's easy to make mistakes, and you may or may not be the transformational leader that you need to be. So today I've got four traits of the transformational leader to share with you and help guide you to your retail transformation success. In recent years in the retail market, and I'm talking pre-pandemic as well here, by the way, we've seen increased complexity and speed. Aspects like omnichannel, international working, new and emerging technologies, and many other considerations have meant that retail operations and operating models have become more complex. And arguably, if that complexity has not been managed carefully, then it could be very complicated as well. And the speed or pace of change has also increased again over the last number of years, not only from the pandemic. And maybe this is an actual increase in speed, or maybe it's a perceived increase in speed. I'll let you be the judge of that. Or maybe it's a a future episode. But nevertheless, the complexity and the speed means that change and transformation is, of course, key. But let's just step back and say, well, why for just a second? The purpose of a business is ultimately to deliver sustainable value to customers and to stakeholders. So therefore, the purpose of transformation should be to help stay competitive and or stay relevant in the evolving market as well. So depending on your organization's current market positioning, and of course, the history and legacy that has created that positioning, you may be thinking about either growing or defending profit or market share. And you might be doing that through focusing on customer or colleague experience, focusing on financial models or business models and propositions or your operating models and ways of working. Or maybe considering sustainability and sustainability in the bigger sense of the word, not just around environmental sustainability as well, of course. Ultimately, transformation is about becoming future fit. And to do that, you may be investing in tools or technologies or processes or your people, making intentional decisions to develop the business and ultimately become future fit. But are you intentionally investing in the people that are transforming the business? You know, it reminds me of that cartoon. I'm not sure if you've seen it. We have two executives talking and one says, what if we train our people and they leave? To which the other quips, what if we don't train them and they stay? So the question is, how are you intentionally investing in your people to help them transform the business? And I don't just mean about financial investment, right? There are many different types of investment that you may choose to make in an individual. But as part of that investment, you may be looking to take on a number of different problems or challenges, right? Most obviously, knowing what the transformation is. What should we do? How do you prepare someone to be able to 
define that to answer that question, what should we do? And will it work as well, by the way? You may need to think about the difference between battling the symptoms and the root cause. An individual taking on transformation will need to think about long-term and short-term and be able to flick between the two, as well as be clear on actually how do you go about doing it? I am a big believer in the fact that the what of transformation is really only half the battle, but the how is incredibly important. And there are a number of other considerations that a transformational leader will need to take on as well. In fact, you may enjoy the previous episode, episode 130, where we were looking at what it takes to become a transformation superstar. So do go and check that one out if you have not already listened to that episode, episode 130. So if you are embarking on transformation, then transformational leadership is key. But transformational leadership isn't about having a powerful job title. Transformational leadership isn't about being in a particular function or department or division. Transformational leadership isn't about being a boss. Instead, a transformational leader will work across multiple disciplines or functions, as well as across multiple organisational levels. A transformational leader doesn't necessarily need to have that on the job title, and they don't necessarily need to be fully accountable for the entire transformation, right? And transformational leadership shouldn't be in conflict with your existing organisational leadership values. It should be built into supporting them and delivering them and making them happen, both now and in the future, of course. And to help you, I wanted to give you four transformational leadership traits that are going to be critically important as you embark or you continue on your transformation journey. And like I say, these transformational leadership traits are not just for whoever is accountable for transformation. They're for anyone that is looking to lead or drive the transformation forward. The first transformational leadership trait is vision and being able to paint a picture of the potential future that you are aiming towards. But as well as being clear on what the future holds, the transformational leader must also be able to navigate uncertainty. In our increasingly complex and fast-moving world, we're never 100% sure what is around the next corner. And that volatility is something that a transformational leader must just be able to take on board. That's why it's such an important trait to have. You must be able to focus on the right thing and, of course, be linked into the bigger purpose that your organisation stands for, right? I'm reminded back to the brilliant episode with James Bolley. That's episode 101, number 101, where we explored purpose in a whole lot more detail. But defining a vision, as well as navigating uncertainty, really relies on being informed. Knowing what's happening in different functions within the company. Knowing what's happening within the company on a broader sense as well. As well as knowing what is happening outside the company. What is happening externally. And being informed on these different levels should also tie up with the insight that any individual is is taking on as well. That will help to both define that vision as well as navigate the uncertainty because you'll be clearer on the lay of the land, whatever shape that takes. And if you'd like a a little hand in keeping an eye on what is happening outside of your company and some of the key insight that is going on around the world of retail transformation, then 
of course, do sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing, which is my free weekly email newsletter that gives you the key transformation headlines from around the world. You'll be able to sign up at obandco.uk slash 131. That's obandco.uk slash 131, which is, of course, where you will find the show notes today as well. The other consideration around vision is around creativity and innovation, and actually what that word innovation means to you. It's a whole big topic, of course, so we're not going to dive into it too much. But being clear on what innovation and creativity does mean to you and to your organization will allow that transformational leader to keep the vision in line with the wider organizational culture, right? If you are not a naturally innovative company, then actually proposing a transformation or a future vision that significantly changes that will be a much harder sell, right? (laughs) Not to say it shouldn't be done, but you must go into that with a clear understanding of what lays ahead, right? So laying out this potential future or dealing with the uncertainty that you face is a key trait for transformational leadership so that you can inspire people, which brings us on to our second transformational leadership trait, which is to be inspirational. And of course, there are many different factors at play here. First and foremost, for me, being inspirational is about being motivational. It's about having the passion that gets people excited. How do you take your enthusiasm and spread that to others? How do you get them excited about what lays ahead? And of course, this is another huge topic which we could spend many hours talking about. But for me, a key piece around motivation is about being positive, but realistic. Positive because you need to be able to lay out a way forward that absolutely can be done. But realistic too, because if it's not, people will smell out the BS and it will seem too good to be true. It's important to be both championing and celebrating the work of others that go into supporting that transformation. This is inspirational in itself because it makes the action that is required achievable. As I reflect on some of the most inspirational transformation leaders that I've had the pleasure of knowing or working with, one key trait is around hunger. Hunger for more, both from themselves and from others. And that does inspire more action. You know, let's not forget, transformation is intrinsically linked to action. If you take no action, no transformation will happen, right? And I think that hunger for more is critical. A transformational leader also has to be inspirational because influence is a key part of any transformation. This is not about role-based influence, right? It is not, I am more powerful than you in the organization, so, so therefore thou shalt do this, right? That's never been a great influencing strategy at the best of times, in my opinion. And in fact, now it's more and more around respect and relationships. So the second transformational leadership trait is be inspirational. And that will help get the momentum going. That will help get the movement started. But you'll also need clarity to make sure that you inspire people in the right way. And that moves us on to our third transformational leadership trait, having clarity. If being inspirational is the emotional side of shaping a transformation, then having clarity is the logical side. There are many different things at play here once again. First and foremost, it's around simplifying the complex things at play. We know the world is getting more complex 
And if you can help people to understand that complexity, help people demystify or declutter what is going on, then that will give the clarity that helps drive the transformation forward in the right direction to the right destination, ultimately fulfilling the vision, right? I can certainly recall some individuals where they have tried to launch a transformation or a change initiative, but without being able to clarify the complexity of what is going on, it feels like a a very disjointed, slightly ambiguous set of disconnected elements. We should do all these different things, but without any glue holding it all together, it quickly fragments. People lose interest. They don't see how these different parts make up the vision. And they lose the willingness to continue to follow that transformational leader. I've seen it myself. I'm sure that if you recall some of the people you've worked with or some of the instances perhaps that you found yourself in as well, right? If you've not been able to clarify the complexity of what is going on, people become disinterested. It becomes confusing. And in turn, people just don't know what to do. So being able to simplify the complex is an incredibly crucial trait that goes into having clarity. Taking people on the journey with you is another important factor. You can't just tell them the answer, right? You have to guide people. You have to be able to get people on the bus and take them on the journey, so to speak, so that they can discover that answer to themselves. And that's an interesting skill as well. It's one that takes patience and humbleness, as well as empathy and understanding of the individuals in front of you. There'll be a need for a plan to execute, and that includes being able to prioritise the work that needs to be done. It includes being able to declutter what needs to be done and actually take some of the non-essential pieces out of the puzzle. And it includes being demanding, which we touched on a little earlier on as well, of course. Communication, of course, is a key aspect here in having clarity, because, of course, if you can't communicate that clarity, then it doesn't matter if you have it or not, right? And that's both in terms of input and output, listening to what is going on, as well as being able to communicate outward. So that may be with your voice, that may be with your words, that may be with your actions as well, of course. And the smart transformational leader knows this inside out. So having clarity is key for the transformational leader. And is the third transformational leadership trait that I wanted to share with you today. And I should point out that these transformational leadership traits are not in any form of order. All are important. And of course, different individuals will naturally excel or naturally need to work in different traits in different ways. And in a short moment, I have a solution for you or others to help develop these transformational leadership traits. So do hang around for just a moment. But before we get there, I'm excited to reveal the fourth and final transformational leadership trait, which is trust. Trust is a really important factor that, again, has many different facets to it. And the first consideration I'd like you to make is around the fact that trust is a scale. It is not a digital answer. Either you are trusted or you are not. It's infinitely variable. It is not black and white. It is not yes or no. So trust is something you continue to need to work on. This includes being a role model, and building integrity, keeping to your word, even collaborating with others and hearing what other people's thoughts are. But consider this, what if trust can be a good thing or a bad thing? It seems slightly counterintuitive, but whenever trust comes up, I'm instantly reminded of a fantastic talk that Rachel Botsman did at a Salesforce event a couple of years ago, back in the 
olden times when uh, real live events still happened. (laughs) So Rachel Botsman, who you should definitely follow on LinkedIn as well, by the way, if you don't already, gave me a different viewpoint on trust when she said, the question is not, are you trusted? The question really should be about, what are you trusted for? You know, I could ask you the question, do you trust Amazon? Maybe you say yes, maybe you say no, maybe you say, oh, I'm not sure, maybe it depends. But if I say, do you trust Amazon to deliver a parcel? Probably much bigger percentage nodding their head saying yes, right? So depending on what you're focusing on, trust, of course, can be a good thing or a bad thing, which I think is a really fascinating perspective. And I hope that after listening to this episode, that you start to question yourself, am I trusted to do what? And do I trust someone else to do what? That might put a different viewpoint on it. Certainly one that I have appreciated over the past few years. So those are our four transformational leadership traits. Having vision and dealing with uncertainty, being inspirational, having clarity, and being trusted and being trusted with a specific outcome in mind. And I mentioned just a moment ago that I have a solution that could help you or help others to develop these transformational leadership traits. And I just wanted to mention and introduce you, perhaps, to my Retail Transformation Coaching Program, which is there to support those that are not natural transformation professionals. They are not trained and highly experienced in transformation. But given the situation that you and your organization finds itself in, you have to take on that transformation journey. But if you're not a professional, then maybe that makes you feel uneasy. Maybe you do not feel equipped. And ultimately, it could lead to a number of different things. Poor decision making, delays, internal conflict, external conflict, perhaps, lack of delivery and a whole bunch of stress. So the Retail Transformation Coaching Program is there to counteract that, is there to diagnose an individual rather than a company to help a person through the journey of transformation building a personal action plan to be able to change oneself, you know, transforming the transformer, so to speak. And the Retail Transformation Coaching Program is now something that I offer to individuals and groups to help the key people evolve and be comfortable and capable with transformation so that your business and your transformation can build momentum and make things happen. And maybe it's for you and your organization, or maybe not. But perhaps we should have a conversation to explore if it is. You can email me at oliver.banks at obandco.uk. Mention that you've listened to the podcast episode and mention that you'd like to talk about coaching and we'll find some time to connect. But whether it is right or wrong for you, I would like to ask you one key question right now. What are you doing to intentionally change and improve the transformational leadership in your business, in your organization right now. Because if you can get that into place, then you can start to build momentum and get that transformation going, overcome the complexity, keep up with the pace of change, stay competitive, and ultimately become future fit, whatever comes next. I do hope you've enjoyed this episode. This is episode 131. We touched on another few episodes to listen to as well. Firstly, episode 130, which was about what makes a transformation superstar. Great follow on listening from this episode. But I'd also encourage you to check out episode 101, which was with James Bully and was exploring 
why have a purpose and how you can find your purpose as well, both from an organization perspective, but also consider it from a personal perspective as well. And then finally, you might also enjoy episode 85, which was with Shana Busby, exploring the psychology of change. A really interesting and insightful episode there. So if you can't remember those episodes, then do head over to the show notes page, which today is at obandco.uk slash 131. And if you head over to those show notes, then you can find those recommended episodes for your very next podcast listen, as well as sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing. And of course, you'll find my email, which will be critical if you want to talk about the opportunities with the Retail Transformation Coaching Programme to help you and your organization develop the capabilities needed to transform. So do reach out oliver.banks at obandco.uk or find my email on the show notes obandco.uk slash 131. Thank you for tuning in. If you've not already done so, do click subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure that you get new episodes which come out every single week. And I'll look forward to joining you on another episode very soon. Bye for now. 